G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Perspectives on the latest films, what to expect. Russ Matthews is back with us from City Bible Forum. Russ has worked with City Bible Forum for over 10 years. He's a reviewer for Real Dialogue, Insights Magazine, Entertainment Fuse and his own blog called Rustling Reviews. Of course, the City Bible Forum website is citybibleforum.org and you'll be able to access uh, uh, movie reviews when you go to uh, that website. But let's make a a special welcome, uh, Russ Matthews. Welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil. It is great to be back. How are you? I'm very well, Russ, and always appreciate our conversations when we're talking about the latest movies out. And this time of year, there's something special about it because... It seems to be Hollywood saves the biggest blockbusters for the Christmas and New Year season, so there's plenty to expect. Oh, you know, it, it is the gift-giving season. I think Hollywood, I mean, obviously they're going to make a little money on the side, but uh, I think that uh, it is definitely a great time for kids, families, for those who love really art and awards films and also the blockbuster films. And uh, um, So, yeah, I think that this will be uh, a great discussion because there are just loads of, of films to be out there to talk about it. Well, before we get into talking about the films, there was some news overnight. Mel Gibson has, a, I think it's three nominations for the Golden Globes uh, for his film Hacksaw Ridge. Last time we were talking, that was a major focus of ours because of the Christian nature of the elements of the story of Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, What are your thoughts on, on those sorts of nominations? Oh, I think it's fantastic. I always, um, you know, uh, the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards, there's so many different political things that are involved with it, but it's still something that people worldwide thoroughly enjoy kind of watching and seeing and uh, being involved in. And I think Hacksaw Ridge um, definitely some gr- is a great film. I, I even went to saw, saw it again on my own um, here recently, and it still just holds its weight. It's a great story. Um, a great um, discussion in regards to Christianity um, and taking a stand in your faith, uh, but also just a good film. Now, granted, you know, just as a reminder to audiences, it is very graphic with its wartime um, content and things. But, yeah, there's some great films, but not only that film, but Lion, Hell or High Water, um, and La La Land which, and Sing Street, which are some of my favorites from this past year. And just while we're talking about Hacksaw Ridge, because it won't be a big element of our conversation this hour, I don't think, but, um, but it also won a bunch of uh, Australian uh, actor awards just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was it, quite it significant. Awards. It, it swept almost all the major awards, um, um, and Mel was there and everything. So, yeah, it was quite an exciting, uh, exciting event to be able to see and see the acknowledgement. Since, I, I, I don't know, just to remind everyone that um, the majority of the film was filmed here in Australia, even the scenes that were um, the war scenes and also the scenes that were supposedly in Virginia actually were filmed just outside of Sydney. And so uh, it's still considered to be an, an Australian film. And most of the actors, except for, um, I think, a couple of the, I think besides Andrew Garfield, the vast majority of the lead actors um, were Australian themselves. 
Okay. Well, I want to invite listeners to join in our conversation this hour. You might like to talk about, well, some of the movies we're likely to see. You might have your own thoughts on Christmas films. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's interesting, an interesting uh, aside on Christmas films. You've, is it your idea or did somebody ask you about the idea of having advent of film i mean advent is that like the countdown to christmas and uh, not every denomination sort of observes an advent calendar but kids are often familiar with advent calendars even though if their their parents uh, in their church tradition don't necessarily uh, observe or or do a, a countdown to christmas but you've got a unique spin on that russ yeah, we did. You know, it was actually came from a great family. That, uh, they, one of our readers of um, the different reviews that I have on the various blogs um, contacted me and asked me to put together a calendar. Now, I, like you, I, I didn't necessarily celebrate the Advent uh, growing up, but it was. Uh, I remember the little calendars where you opened every day and you saw something special from December 1st through to the 25th. And um, they asked me, they wanted to do something together as a family, and they thought that what they would do is they would go through and watch a Christmas movie each day or each night during the school holidays and throughout December, and they wanted my recommendations. So um, on my Wrestling Reviews site, I put together some fun films, and we've actually been doing it ourselves as a family. Now, some of the films um, that were I put forward, I call them Mom and Dad's films, and then some of them are uh, great memory films or classic films. Um, some of them may be easier to access access on Netflix and Apple uh, or on, on uh, Apple television and all those sort of things. But they're just a lot of fun. It, it, was, it was exciting just to kind of see all the different relationships and great memories that were in regards to putting it together. Um, and uh, I, I think the two, it, all of it still points to the fact that we can still put Christ in the center of this season. And even though many of the films don't necessarily acknowledge Jesus, um, but he's center point of so many of the different stories, even some of the ones that we were just watching here recently. And the number one film, not to spoil it for anybody, but I, I definitely chose the Nativity story, which even though there's some uh, argument as far as the accuracy of the history, overall I think it's just a great depiction of the Christmas story and our Savior's birth. Well, let's, uh, if you don't mind letting us in on a few more of those that are on your list, and we'll point people to your Rustling Reviews site uh, to maybe get a a whole list of recommended movies, because this is, I mean, this is the reality, isn't it? It's so much a part of the culture of modern families to be sitting together watching movies. Uh, If you can actually adopt a way of, of having a movie countdown up to Christmas, which actually... Uh, let's kids in on and let's uh, the family culture build on uh, the reality of the Christmas story. So what what else is on your list, Russ? Oh, sure. Well, um, some of the other ones, and, and just as a reminder, too, is that what we do at Real Dialogue and at Rustling Reviews, our goal is not only for people to enjoy a movie together, but also to be able to have a conversation afterwards. And that's one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy about it, is just be able to go through and have a discussion with my kids, my family, or friends, whoever's kind of joining us in the conversation. So some of the other movies that um, are on the list is, uh, for those of you who are out there, like Holiday Inn, which was the introduction of the, the song White Christmas. Um, we also had A Christmas Carol, which comes in numerous forms. Um, I did put down the 2009 one with Jim Carrey most recently. Um, we also had uh, Miracle on 34th Street, A Charlie Brown Christmas, Elf, which has tended to be a, a big hit. It's a Wonderful Life, which, interestingly enough, really wasn't a Christmas film, but has become a Christmas tradition for many people. And even the Polar Express 
and then uh, obviously the nativity story. Okay, well there's a, there's a big selection in there, and the full list on the Rustling Reviews page. Uh, you can access Rustling Reviews. Is there a link there on the City Bible Forum site to Rustling Reviews, or is that a separate site? You know, it's a separate site, but if you go into any of my reviews on the citybibleforum.org site, down at the bottom, if you just click on the um, link down at the bottom, it'll take you right to the Rustling Reviews. But you can just put in Rustling Reviews as a Google search, and you should be able to find it without a problem. Russ, the question arises when you've got an Advent countdown up to Christmas and you're watching all those Christmas movies. And as you say, there are some that are very, very solid in a foundation of a Christian view of Christmas. Others are a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit, you need to have a little bit more discernment. But can you, in fact, find the true message of Christmas in film? Uh, What are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I think that you, they're, they're definitely you can find the true message of Christmas in film. Like I said, you know, with a story that that's like the nativity story, which is just over, you know, is is the story of, of Jesus' birth. But I found that even going through and watching some of these films with my family again, that there's always usually a glimpse into what is truly at the heart of Christmas, um, seeing that Jesus... Name, I mean, obviously, is in the title of Christmas. But then to be able to see kind of some of the key themes and what is the Christmas season all about, it's not just gift giving, it's not just spending time with your family, but being aware of the fact that it is the time of um, of our Lord's birth. And um, and so, so yes, I think that it's definitely there. Um, Sometimes it's a little bit more obvious than others, and uh, I think that uh, that's where also I think we have an opportunity as Christians if you're watching these films with friends or with family, to be able to bring it up and just to open up those conversations of really talking about it um, and talking about who Jesus was and what we're celebrating and what what the importance of it is and the value of it is. And so I think that uh, just like with any um, any opportunity, no different than even Hacksaw Ridge, where there's a very overt Christian message, um, but yet it really takes it the onus onto us as Christians with those that we go to see it with to have a conversation about it. And I think that that's where we still have a responsibility to be able to, and I think it it gives us a beautiful and wonderful time to be able to do that. Well, we invite our listeners to join in our conversation on this whole issue. Uh, When you're sitting down as a family and you're watching a film, and it's Christmas time, and there are all sorts of different uh, variety of themes that come through in Christmas films, uh, how do you actually, as a parent, then direct the uh, the conversation around the true meaning of Christmas? Uh, you might like to be part of our conversation. You can contribute along those lines. Uh, 1-800-316-316. Perhaps there's been some uh, family uh, traditions that you've developed and mm. uh, the way you talk about Christmas with your family and especially around films. So 1-800-316-316. Russ, let's talk about some of the best films that are either already out in the cinema or that are coming to the theatres because a lot of these films, uh, they actually don't get released until into the new year. It's it's all very strategic, uh, the way that films are released at Christmas and New Year. Right. 
Yeah, there's a reason why. I mean, well, one, I mean, it is a great time for people to be able to go to um, the cinema. It's um, everybody, you know, a lot of people are off of work um, throughout the world, and so it gives them opportunity during this season if they do celebrate that or if it's a country that they live in that does. But then also um, many of the the award-winning, like you just saw with the Golden Globe release, uh, many of the award films are released right around this time as they're getting ready for the award season, so they're able to kind of point people towards that. So it kind of gives – it's one of those um, times where you're not only able to see the blockbuster films that are going to be released, but also you're able to see a lot of great films um, that, in regards to the award season. And there are some really good family films out there. So I, I don't know if you want to just kind of start in on some of the great films that are out there already and what are coming. Well, I think we can uh, we can do this in a in an orderly way, and uh, so I don't know which one do you want to start with. I, I I'm I tell you, we had our our niece and nephew stay at our place on the weekend, and right. uh, and was it in front of the TV, and an ad came on for the new Star Wars film, <laughs> and uh, all eyes just oh off the device that they're looking at exactly. and uh, onto the TV because, oh, there's something about the new Star Wars film. So let's, why don't we start off with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. This is one of the most anticipated ones, I imagine, for the Christmas season. Oh, I mean, and it's coming out on Thursday. Disney um, is very, very um, close it holds this one close. They have not even allowed um, reviewers to even see it. I think they just had their premiere um, last night in the in Hollywood. We're going to be able to see it on Wednesday night and Thursday mornings. But there is so much to talk about. It's already setting uh, box office records for pre-sales of tickets, and um, and some of the different reactions and things that we're already seeing from those in Hollywood say that it's going to be one of the the best films within this whole. Film. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, Rogue One, a, sto- uh, a Star Wars story, kind of happens right there in the in the realm, right bet- at the end of number three um, and before number four, A New Hope. So it's kind of in this realm. And what they do is that um, one of the lead characters uh, goes through goes through, and uh, she. I'm sorry, I'm getting it's Jin Urso who actually is going to be going through is played by um, Felicity Jones. She and her kind of rebel crew are the ones that are spoken to or alluded to in the Star Wars A New Hope in regards to going in and stealing the plans for the Death Star, which leads to its eventual demise. And so within this, it's, a, it's kind of a whole, um, it's a heist-type story, but then also we're introduced to or reintroduced to probably the supervillain of all time, Darth Vader, comes back into this one. And he's probably about the only one besides R2-D2 um, in this film that would come from the other films. Almost all the rest of the cast are brand new and um, really add something new to it. And also even Australia's Ben Mendelsohn um, is going to be, he looks like to be one of the villains um, that actually leads the Death Star. So... It's, it is going to be um, an exciting one. I, it definitely is going to open up, open up to big numbers here coming this coming weekend, and I think that uh, it will just kind of continue on Disney's reign over this year and also Star Wars um, as a, a key point in kind of our history. What do you think of Star Wars as a Christian? I mean, I know that, uh, you know, you've got a, a sense, uh, Russ, in which, uh, you know, uh, you appreciate that culturally uh, Aussies are going to go to the movies and they're going to see Star Wars. 
And uh, as a Christian, uh, some people will say, oh, well, uh, that Star Wars thing, it's got a whole lot of sort of philosophical difference to uh, what we want to understand as Christian believers. But there is a sense, isn't there, in which uh, understanding Star Wars in its right context is probably quite valuable. But uh, if you don't have context, sometimes it sort of leads your uh, your thinking astray. What, what are your thoughts as a Christian believer about the whole Star Wars uh, set of movies? Yeah, oh, I I think I think that is a great question and a, and a, and a one where people really need to evaluate what they're taking in. Star Wars is a phenomenon that has really taken over the world over the last forty years, if you can imagine. I mean, it's been been around since nineteen seventy seven. And the Force in particular, and also all of the different characters, people speak of it, talk about it, but yet, what does it really mean? And I think what you have to do is you have to take a step back sometimes before you go see a film like this. It is good for us as Christians to be a part of the conversation, opposed to dismissing a film and saying, hey, I'm not going to go see it um, just, just because it has some content that I don't agree with. Um, that's fine if you want to take that stand. But also to be able to be a part of the conversation, I think that what you need to do is really understand and know what you believe and what you understand as a Christian, um, understanding that the force that is spoken of in um, Star Wars and also in movies like The Matrix and other films like that does not come from a Christian heritage. Um, it would really come from more the Eastern mysticism in regards to its talk and the way it's, it kind of talks about it as a spirit and the good side and the bad side. And so really then, in contrast, what is the Christian message in looking at really, we know the difference between good and evil, and really that the that good comes through God and through His Son, Jesus Christ. We're able to talk to that and answer people about it, and we're able to um, really kind of show the differentiation as well as be entertained. So I, I think that if, uh, as Christians, I think it's worthwhile knowing that um, it is a different um, message that's kind of being delivered, but also I think that you can really come at it, as, I, as I've talked about in the past, of putting it through that biblical lens and be able to see how you can communicate about the Christian message, even through a film like Rogue One, a, St- a Star Wars story. Is there a sense, Russ, in which you appreciate uh, when you're looking at the movie and you make those sorts of assessments, you talk about the force and, uh, you know, dark sides and uh, and the contrast between good and evil that you actually if you've taken a little bit of time to appreciate your own thoughts on those perhaps shaped uh, biblically uh, that that you can actually then bring sense to uh, the conversation that happens after the movie that you've actually got a handle on how to contribute there so that you can help others to understand a biblical point of view Oh, I, I think so, too. And also, I think one of the things that we have to not do, I think one of the things that Christians tend to be painted with the broad brush strokes is we obviously automatically come off as kind of the uh, the negative Nellies, the, the complainers, um, and all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of pounding the table and saying, no, 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 this is wrong, opposed to going, well, okay, what is being portrayed? Here's what you can understand and know from the film. But what we actually know from the biblical standpoint, there's some similarities, but here's, here are the bigger differences. And so I think it is really a, a, a kind of training yourself on how you do that, but also how you can do it in a winsome, gracious, and loving manner um, when you're having a conversation where it comes down to a point of difference with others, um, and that we do actually act like Christians in the sense that we do represent Christ, and we we're speak truth into people's lives, but we do it in a gracious and loving manner. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 
Perspective 2020 on Vision. We are talking the movies and the latest crop of movies that uh, you may well want to go and see at the cinema this coming Christmas and into the new year. Well, you might like to contribute to our conversation. Uh, we're talking about all sorts of aspects of movies. You might like to raise something different. You might have a question for our special guest, Russ Matthews from City Bible Forum. Of course, Russ uh, is a reviewer for Real Dialogue, Insights Magazine, Entertainment Fuse, and his own blog called Rustling Reviews. He's got his head around uh, what's coming to the cinemas and from a Christian perspective. Uh, Russ, when we talk about uh, movies, oftentimes we're talking about movies that the kids will love to see and the ones that parents will take their children to as a family outing. Uh, some big movies coming out for kids this Christmas. Yeah, there are. I mean, it is, it's so hot outside. I can only imagine that so many people are going to be um, definitely looking for the cooler options. And uh, th- I think that there's uh, three, three big films that are going to be coming out for kids, especially and when I'm saying kids, I'm saying probably, you know, teenager and younger uh, that are going to be looking at uh, Moana, Trolls, and then also there's a new Red Dog movie. Red Dog True Blue is going to be coming out. Okay, let's start with uh, Red Dog True Blue. Uh, okay. Your your rating and your assessment of that movie? Now, I don't know, Neil. Did you get a chance to see the first one? I did see the first one. Yes, yeah. and uh, and I really enjoyed it. Ah, oh, we our family still we put that in regularly. We loved the first Red Dog film so much, and we were really looking forward to the Red Dog True Blue um, release and. It is good. It still, it still has kind of the same heart, um, the same heart that that first one did. But I think one of the things they kind of struggled with with uh, True Blue was that they were trying to – it's a prequel, so it's kind of telling the story of Red Dog before he became the Red Dog of the um, the, the current film that's out, or the current film that was released um, not too long ago. And with this one, they tried to kind of explain his, uh, his personality traits and his character qualities while developing this relationship um, with Levi Miller, who plays the lead um, actor in the story. And so it's, it's really good to have some great um, Aussie um, actors in it. Like I said, Levi Miller and Brian, Brian Brown um, are in it. It's good. It doesn't have quite the same... Um, Oh, as it, it doesn't have quite the same magic that the the first one did, as far as the, the just the depth of the story. But it still has a lot of great stories for families. It's going to have some different discussions in regards to um, uh, what it, suffering and different difficulties in people's lives. And this one specifically about a boy and his dog. So I mean, it's, it's worthwhile going out to, but it may not have the same um, feel as the first one. Okay. Uh, we're inviting calls, uh, 1-800-316-316. Let's take one from Jeff in Tasmania. Hello, Jeff. Oh, wow. Welcome along. Hello. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm from Sydney. It's all right. It doesn't matter. Um, but how can I say that? I'm a truck driver. Um, I just believe that, uh, okay, so, so um, the Christians sort of believe the same thing that uh, that's, you know, it's an idea out of society or out of a way, you know, uh, about good and evil. But um, Christians are, are sort of um, saying stuff about it, but the rest of the people are numb about it. So we're, we're like messengers. Uh, if it was that, um, just, uh, I don't know, um, if, that, if it mattered that much, but it does matter to us. You know, but the movie makes it matter. And that's what Christians do. We're... 
Jeff, uh, issues about good and evil and the fact that Christians tend to have an awareness about good and evil, but uh, the general movie-going populace probably doesn't necessarily think of it all as all being very important. Uh, your thoughts, Russ, on, uh, on Jeff and his comments? Yeah. Oh yeah, Jeff. I think that it definitely brings it to the forefront. I think one of the that's one of the best things about what film does offer us as Christians, especially to kind of further on the conversation about the defining the defining nature of good and evil, and that it's not just something that you and I just kind of determine for ourselves, but that actually God has really established that. I think a lot of times in film and also in many people's lives, at least the ones I come in contact with that aren't from a Christian heritage, um, they would just kind of believe that I kind of determine it for myself. While, in essence, what we can do is really point to the fact that, no, really God is one that is the standard bearer. He is the one who has really set the standard for both good and evil. And then I think that, I think if anything that film does, because usually most films, um, almost in every genre, at some point, deal with good and evil, um, happy and sad, all the different um, kind of areas that are really addressed in the Bible. But it's a matter of us as Christians. I think that's what it comes down to as a Christian. What we need to be able to do is how do we communicate that to people? How do we do it in a manner that makes sense, um, but also um, really allowing for God's message to, to come through? And, Jeff, uh, you're in Tassie. Where are you driving your truck today? Uh, just, just driving down the coast and, you know, just enjoying the, the sunshine and whatever, doing it as quick as possible and, yeah, just listen to you guys. You always tune me up, and uh, um, yeah, it's awesome. Always awesome. All right. Well, Jeff, uh, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for calling us today. Uh, Jeff from Thanks, Tasmania, Jeff. driving his truck, I think he said, down the East Coast. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I can only imagine how beautiful <laughs> that must be. Yeah. We're coming back to have some more of our conversation all about the latest crop of films coming up this Christmas and into the new year after the news. Our special guest is Russ Matthews from City Bible Forum. Uh, the City Bible Forum website is citybibleforum.org. We're back with more shortly. Uh, Russ, as we talk about all these movies and uh, a lot of great movies that will be coming out across the Christmas New Year season, uh, we've just begun to start talking about children's movies in our last segment just before the news, but uh, there's a number of children's movies that parents will no doubt be interested in your thoughts on. Uh, you mentioned Red Dog, the newest one, and then uh, you mentioned also Moana and the movie Trolls. Uh, right. What's uh, just quickly on on Trolls? Because uh, spend a little bit of time on Moana, but what uh, what are your thoughts on Trolls? I mean, tro Trolls. I mean, the, the three things I said I, that I think that they were able to get right with Trolls is they got the marketing right, they got the merchandising right, and they got the music right. Um, it is definitely a, uh, a you know, it's one of those where I have a feeling a lot of kids will be out there singing the songs from that. You know, as Justin Timberlake and uh, Pitch Perfect's Anna Kendrick is the lead actresses actors in it. And um, it's fine. Uh, it definitely deals with the whole discussion of happiness and how we can be happy. Um, and uh, as trolls would have it, that really the way you're able to be happy is be able to um, uh, dance, hug, and, and sing a few songs. But uh, um, if a parent is going to be going to go see trolls, which I think inevitably they will, they'll find that it's – uh, just as a warning, it is kind of a dark film because the the tale itself is about the fact that they're the bad guys, the Bergens in this film, um, eat the trolls to find their happiness, and so that's kind of the goal of the the villains, as it were, in Trolls, is to try and eat these little Technicolor dreams called trolls. Um, but 
that it's still you know a pretty harmless film when it comes to um, just kind of being in there, kind of having some really great songs in it, um, uh, outside of kind of a dark tale. But one of the one of the things I would recommend for parents to do um, is kind of be prepared to kind of talk about where is true happiness found. Um, are we meant to be happy all the time? And really, what is kind of God's position in regards to understanding what um, what is life? What are we meant to be happy about? And where can we find satisfaction in life? Okay, so it's a, a dark film, and uh, there are issues around happiness that parents need to be prepared for. Uh, let's talk about this other one, Moana. It's uh, Moana. like a Polynesian uh, film, uh, another animation. Another, uh, you know, and this is Disney. Um, usually, every year at this time, this is. I think they're really trying to fill the void of um, kind of the Frozen. Um, kind of frozen feel. It has a great soundtrack. It actually comes from the the same creative team that brought us the Little Mermaid um, way back when. So they go back to the high seas again, but this time um, the lead characters are uh, Moana, which is a young Polynesian girl who's trying to save her island, and she does it by partnering with a demigod named Maui, and he's played by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, in a really kind of comical fashion. The film, it's the film itself is. Um, it's a good film. It is beautiful as far as the animation. How they they've gone to the point where it's kind of sometimes hard to separate separate out what's animated and what's real. The the water, the islands, the plants, the animals, everything just is so incredibly done. But I think for the sake of parents, one of the what I would recommend if you remember a film um, quite a few years back, another Disney film called Hercules, where they kind of dealt with um, kind of the mythology of the Greek mythology, and it was a little darker film, kind of dealt more with heaven and hell on that one. While with Moana, it's not quite as scary of a film, and but it, yet it still deals with um, these celestial beings called that are gods, little g gods and demigods, and um, and one specifically of the oceans and how they kind of handle things from a magical standpoint. So. For parents taking their kids to it, they'll, they'll be able to enjoy the music. They'll definitely be able to enjoy the animation and most of the storyline. Um, but there are there is this kind of undertow of different um, theologies or mythologies that are going on that they're going to really want to make sure that they're aware of um, going into it and that they would be able to have a conversation with their children afterwards. Well, I like your review on the Real Dialogue site uh, because you're actually saying to parents, uh, this movie does deal with the mythology of Polynesia and it would be good for parents to have a chat about the spiritual realm. Uh, now, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because some parents will say, well, I'm not sure how I actually approach all of those sorts of things. Uh, it gets a bit tough. But you've actually got some hints there. You've actually uh, pointed parents to scriptures that they can talk about. When uh, when you have that question, Does the Bible? what does the Bible say about other gods? And you've made a reference there to Exodus 20 and Psalm 115. Uh, Psalm 135. So you're actually giving some guidance to parents to how to talk about uh, this spiritual realm. That's what we really try and do, Neil, with at City Bible Forum, Real Dialogue, and at Rustling Reviews. Our goal is to not just tell people what to do, but also to hopefully equip them in how to really use the Bible to be able to have these conversations, be it with their friends, with family, and with their children. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing. Um, to be able to even pull out the Bible together, even if, if a family was to pull out the Bible together and open some of these passages, it would really answer a lot of the questions um, 
that probably the children, the children may be asking or parents might be asking. And the Bible really does a great job of equipping us. We don't necessarily have to go and get a whole a Bible degree, even though, you know, not, not, not to cut that down. But, you know, you, you can actually go in and look at, at the Bible together and really find the answers. It should be an enjoyable um, time together to be able to look at what does the Bible have to say about these topics. And so uh, um, I think that... You know, every every parent definitely has to be discerning on what's the best thing to expose their children to. But with what's going on in the world and all of the different messages that are coming, I think that one of the things, if we continually come back to what the Bible has to say and what God has to say about these topics, I think it's going to be a winning combination and it's going to be a great way to train your children for the future. In fact, when you're talking about that Polynesian mythology, I mean, some of the closest mission fields to Australia, and if we were talking about, you know, some of the wonderful Pacific Island nations that are nearby, and there's lots of mission activity that happens from the Australian church into those Pacific Islands, there is a sense, isn't there, that you could approach a conversation with children uh, that one day you might go on a mission expedition to one of these islands, and this is the sort of mythology you might need to be dealing with when you're there. Yeah, you never know. It's hard to think of. You know, that's a unique way of looking at film as being a way of training up missionaries. Um, but I love that idea. And uh, I think that it is, uh, but I mean, not that this would be the only tool, but it is true. I think that it's a, a great way for us to be able to train up our children to start thinking now how would they communicate, you know, if they go and talk to their friends at school, but also even in the future? Um, what, are, what, what can we know and understand about what is going on out in the spiritual realm, what's going on with God, and having an answer for their friends and also for their future? Okay, let's move on to another film, uh, one that does have a really solid Christian foundation to it. And if we're talking about mission, the Queen of Katwai. Uh, it's a film that uh, that that has got a, a real uh, mission uh, Christian foundation to it, Russ. Uh, you know what? Uh, this is one. I'm, it's a Disney production, and how they why they didn't do more to kind of promote this film. Um, I think that they really could have done, and also being a film that I think that. Christians could have really gotten behind and really supported, surprisingly, as far as a Disney film. It's probably because it is kind of an odd um, storyline. It's based on a true story um, of, of a, a young lady in Uganda who actually went on to becoming one of the leading chess champions in the world, or actually a chess master. Um, and But really, that's just kind of the sideline or kind of the key, the, the sideline of the film. Really, the the heart of the message is um, this, this missionaries that were in working within the community in the slums of Uganda, and they'd used this vehicle, be it chess, to be able to draw kids in, to get them off the streets, to feed them, but then also to really kind of communicate a message of hope and educate them and bring them into the kind of a Christian atmosphere. It was one of the most positive depictions of missionaries working within a community, really trying to do all that they can to reach out to that community and make a difference in that community. Um, I, I would definitely recommend um, anyone going along and taking their families along to see it. If, if it's still out in theaters, if not, definitely pick it up on DVD when it comes out. Um, the Queen of Cotway it just has to be one of the most beautiful depictions of, of kind of mission 
at work. Now, there are it, it, it is handled in the slums of Uganda. Um, there's not really graphic nature, but there definitely will be discussions for if you little children may not be able to access some of the ideas and kind of some of the 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 components of the poverty that is kind of portrayed on the film. But other than that, it is just definitely one that I would recommend for families to be able to get out and support. So when you've got a rating for the films that you review, how does the Queen of Catway rate on your uh, your real dialogue uh, type of ratings? Yeah, well, if I do a five-star rating, I gave it a three-and-a-half stars. It's a great quality film. I usually rate... When I usually go through and do my ratings, I base them on, one, on the quality of film, but then also um, based on how you could have a bi- the bigger discussions and bigger questions. And this one just took up, it's not only a good quality film, but also it just really lifted um, as far as the quality of the uh, the discussions that were had afterwards, I just had a great time talking with my daughter, not only talking about a very different area of the world, but really showing even how a unique way that missionaries were able to work within this community to reach out and really lift these children out of um, poverty, but yet still be able to be a part of their community. So I, I really think that this is highly rated, and I think it definitely would recommend it for families. Helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. I want to tell you in just a few moments how you can get a hold of some free movie tickets. And if you're in the outback, you might not be able to have easy access to the cinemas where you'll be able to see some of the previews that are coming up. But there are some free tickets on offer. We'll talk about how to get a hold of those for listeners who are in Brisbane, in Melbourne, Canberra. Perth and Newcastle, Sydney apparently already sold out uh, for some tickets for a screening, a preview screening for the movie Lion. We'll talk about Lion in just a few moments, but there's another movie, Russ Matthews, uh, that people perhaps will want to keep an eye out for this Christmas New Year movie season. It's called La La Land. Uh, What are your your impressions of La La Land? Oh, you know... Well, it, the name alone is just kind of, it draws you and you're going, what in the world is this? It comes actually from the, the young director's name is Damien Chesel, who uh, put out a great film called Whiplash last year and won the, and it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. And this one's a completely different um, film. Um, it, it stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and it's, it's kind of a musical, it's kind of a romance, and it's kind of a drama. Um, it's this unique and fascinating um, story that's going to be, it's already, as we had mentioned it earlier in the Golden Globes discussion, that it's going to be all over the news because um, it's going to be nominated probably for this and also for Academy Awards, if anything, for its music because it just has a great original score. It's a story about these two, um, a jazz musician and a, an actress in Hollywood who cross paths, um, fall in love, kind of help each other to achieve their dreams, but then um, have to make some decisions on which way they're going to go in their lives. Um, and it has some, just a, mu- it's a beautiful film. Uh, I think that it's going to win um, numerous awards, and I, I just want to make sure people are aware it's out there. It, it does definitely deal in adult content, but um, it's not necessarily... Uh, adult in the, the, as far as nudity or anything like that and it, it's just that it's the storyline is one of uh, adults falling in love with one another. Okay and described as the perfect fusion of music, romance and drama and, uh, and it is one to, uh, one to keep an eye out for. 
Yeah, definitely. I definitely, it's one of my highest rated films um, of the year. Completely different than anything I've seen in a long time, but uh, came away from um, really enjoying. Okay, uh, now let's talk about the movie Lion. It's not out yet. Uh, does that mean you've not seen it, or is I haven't it... had the opportunity no, to see it okay. yet. It's not our. The screening is going to be. It doesn't come out till January nineteenth, but it's already been nominated um, at the Golden Globes for Best Picture. It's a story of a five-year-old. His name's Saru, who gets lost. It's based on a true story. Who gets lost on a train and then takes him um, out of India, and then he's adopted by an Australian couple. And then 25 years later, he goes back to try and find his um, family uh, by searching through um, Google Earth and be able to try and find his lost family and return home. And um, we, uh, we're so excited about this. And like, like you said before, we, we put it out there um, to our listeners and readers, and the Sydney event's already full but we have a screening. Um, we can, if you want to go to um, the City Bible Forum um, website, we can get you. We can point you towards um, tickets in Melbourne, Perth, Brisbane, Newcastle, Canberra. Then also we have, There also is a screening on the Gold Coast, and um, yeah. So they, definitely, those are your different options. And we can just send you a link in regards to that. Okay, so it's a matter of simply going to the citybibleforum.org website and uh, where to from there? Is there a special link that says movie previews for the movie Lion? Is that how you'd find it? Right. Actually, it'd be right, it's right up in the top banner, right at the top of City Bible Forum, uh, City Bible Forum website. Um, you'll see Lion. It'll come up, and you'll click on the screening, and then it'll, it'll take you through the links um, in regards to uh, how you would be able to get tickets. Uh, there's Australian connections with Lion, isn't there? Uh, yes, yeah, right. So, yeah, so just uh, describe those for us because it's exciting if it's been nominated for a Golden Globe. And oh, uh, that's, yeah. that's interesting well, if it's not actually been released yet. Yeah, it's going um, what, to... What's exciting about... What's exciting about Lion is that it's... It is a it's a true story, which is always one of those where people get drawn into and are always there's always an appeal to that. But then the Australian connection, um, especially an adoption story, which is kind of unique here in Australia, that uh, there would be that the, he lived the vast majority of his time. He lived the vast majority of his time here in Australia. But then on top of it, you have your the likes of um, David Wenham and also um, Nicole Kidman in your lead um, lead roles as the parents. Um, and so it's going to, uh, I think, just be a. It's not really a story about Australia. I mean, it's really about um, this this young man's life and what all. Saru Borelli is his name, um, and, and the name of the book that it's based on is A Long Way Home, and uh, it's based on his story and trying to find his family, which again kind of I think just opens up the door, Neil, to another discussion um, on always seeking after and desiring to get home, and I think that's one of the things for Christians that we have a hope in that that you can see a yearning and a desire even in the trailers of this film for somebody who to, to find his family, but also for us as Christians really offering to people um, a hope that can be found in our Savior. Um, Jesus Christ really offers us a future home, especially the, the eternal home. And so I think that there's going to be some great bridges for us to have some conversations about what this is about. Um, and uh, I think that it would be a great film. Hopefully uh, some of your um, listeners would be able to get along to some of the events. Well, there's an awful lot of people do like to take advantage of the opportunity to see a free film screening, a preview. And, of course, as Russ says, 
Lion isn't going to be in the cinemas until the 19th of January, but on the 11th of January, so to get in first and to see this ahead of all your friends, an opportunity to be able to access some free tickets to a preview. Now, those listeners who are in Brisbane... Those in Melbourne, those in Canberra, in Perth, Newcastle. I think you also mentioned the Gold Coast. There's going to be yeah, some... screening at the Gold Coast too, yeah. Yep, so there's going to be a, a free screening. And uh, so simply access uh, tickets at citybibleforum.org. And there's a link up in the right t- top corner, citybibleforum.org. Uh, Russ Matthews, just great getting your insights into these films. And there's so many uh, films to talk about. We didn't even get onto ones uh, called Collateral Beauty and Silence. Uh, there, uh, there's. Uh, have you got any others on a list that are that are coming out oh, over man. the Christmas? There, there, there are so many great films. Jackie's coming out. Um, but I think that uh, yes, yeah, Silence. We it, well, we'll have, I have to come back um, sometime. Maybe not to invite myself, but to come back in January. We're going to be doing an event. Um, around silence, we're we'll partnering with Heritage Films again on this one, and that is actually based on the um, the Jesuit priests who took the gospel message into Japan originally. It's a Martin Scorsese film. I'm, I'm be able to see that one hopefully this week, and then uh, we'll, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that soon. And just to talk about City Bible Forum for a few moments as well, City Bible Forums in the CBDs of capital cities around Australia. And uh, you guys, and it's a big team on City Bible Forum, uh, when you go to the City Bible Forum website, you'll be able to see the latest uh, presentations, uh, features, uh, the types of uh, programs that are run in either breakfast sessions or lunchtime sessions or after-work sessions in capital cities around the country. We did mention Hobart doesn't have a City Bible Forum yet, but if you're listening to us in Hobart today, you might like to be in touch with Russ. who will put you in touch with the right people, maybe to get a City Bible Forum going in Hobart. But Russ, always just so good getting your insights into the movies. Uh, I love uh, the way you approach the movies uh, you've got a great Christian worldview to apply to this to the movies that are coming out, and for those listeners who'd like those free tickets to Lion, uh, you just simply go to citybibleforum.org, and you'll be able to uh, uh, get a direction as to how you can register for those free tickets to see the preview for Lion. Uh, Russ, uh, certainly the happiest and holiest of Christmas for you and your family. Uh, just uh, thanks so much for being part of us uh, 2020 this year and no doubt we'll get a, more opportunities in the new year to talk about the new films as they're coming out. Neil, I, it's always a pleasure. I, I just, I'm always grateful to be able to come along and be a part of your show and I really hope that you and the team there have a great Christmas and I look forward to um, opportunities in the future to be able to do this again. God's blessing on you, Russ. We'll talk in the new year. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.